Oh, welcome to the Up The Villa Aussie Villains podcast. Still on 7th Heaven. I was about to say Cloud 9, but let's go 7th Heaven as we just still cannot believe we beat the champions 7-2. And if you have not sung Sweet Caroline this week at least four times, are you truly a villain? Up The Villa podcast. My name's Paul, and we'll do a mini podcast just to celebrate that amazing victory. Grealish and Barkley linking up a couple of occasions. It's Ross Barkley. Barry deflection for goal number five. And how he will appreciate that. Good day, I'm Paul, the host of the Up the Villa Aussie Villains podcast. Just need to set a bit of a scene when uh, before we talk about our amazing win uh, on Monday morning, Sunday, uh, if you're in England. Wake up. Alarm goes off at four. Make myself a coffee. It's four in the morning. Public holiday. Feeling very good about watching the villa. Make the coffee. Sit down. And I'm praying and dreaming for a draw. I'm going to be honest with you. Just hoping, you know, praying that we can somehow sneak a win. But thinking, you know, what's happened with Villa over the past few years? Could we get a get thumped? Um, 7-2 scoreline could be a possibility with Liverpool on fire one day. So we start off... Jack Grealish with a beautiful little assist to Ollie Watkins from a really bad goalkeeping mistake, let's, let's face it. Um, just a horrendous uh, ability, attempt to get the ball out. Uh, Ollie Watkins scores his second uh, after 22 minutes, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, okay, 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 we've scored a couple early. Are we going to do what we've done in previous years and just sit back? McGinn scores, uh, sorry, uh, Seller scores to make it 2-1, and I'm like, ah, oh, damn. You know, a little bit of a dis, uh, defensive lapse there. McGinn, um, beautiful strike from outside the area. It takes a massive deflection, but he took it on. He took the shot from way outside, and that's what we've been asking our players to do. We go 3-1 up. Ollie Watkins with the perfect hat trick on 39 minutes with a headed, beautifully headed goal, and we are 4-1 up. And the halftime has never, ever, ever felt so sweet. But I ask each and every one of you villains, were you panicking at that stage? Not, I wasn't panicking, but I'm thinking, oh, this is too good to be true. This cannot be true. <laughs> it's five o'clock in the morning in, in Brisbane. I've got no one to tell except our Twitterverse, and that is the best you can ever imagine. So a few minutes since the second half, they haven't scored. Um, Liverpool haven't scored. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Ross Barkley takes the player on. Another massive deflection over the top of the keeper. In it goes. We're 5-1 up. Dare to dream. It is actually happening. I think every one of us are pinching. We're kicking. We're hitting ourselves going, oh, I can't believe this. Another assist by Jack Grealish. Uh, now, Sulla gets the uh, the a little bit of a mix-up in the middle of the field. The ball goes through. Sulla takes it as he does. An absolutely fantastic football where it's 5-2. I really want you know people to advise me if they were panicking there. Because I've got to say... With half an hour to go, you're like, oh, my God, please, please, please. Then, Jack, another deflected goal. But once again, taking the game on, having a shot, massive deflection, and we go 6-2 up. A few minutes later, Jack 
beautiful, beautiful uh, pass by McGinn to put Jack one-on-one -on -one with a keeper. Keeper does get his uh, right hand to the ball, but it was never really in doubt. Expertly taken by Grealish, 7-2 up, and it is absolute pandemonium. It, I, I'm waking up my whole household. I'm sorry that they were trying to sleep on our day off, but I woke them all up. And, and let's just think about this. Last year, with three games to go, we were gone. We were back down to the championship. We had a squad that was potentially going to be leaving. We had all sorts of trouble and seven points behind. Let's be honest, most of us thought we were gone. The players obviously didn't. Dean Smith obviously didn't because we stayed up on that last day. What a magical day that was. I didn't know if I'd be any happier. I thought this year we could consolidate. But we'll come to our signings in a few minutes. But we win 7-2. Unfortunately, no one at Villa Park to see one of the most amazing results ever. And only hours beforehand, and I didn't mention this earlier, that Tottenham had thrashed a 10-man United 6-1. Now, it's the first time in, in decades, if not ever, that Liverpool and Manchester United have beaten by five goals uh, on the one day. And it was 6-1 to Tottenham. Well done, Spurs. 7-2 uh, Villa over Liverpool. Now, if you had taken that, those, you would be uh, potentially owning a championship or Division 1 team because no one on God's earth could have picked that. And it just goes to show the kind of season we're having because only a week before, Leicester, who are a very, very good team, let's not underrate them, but they absolutely pantsed um, Manchester City 5-2. So we've got an unbelievable season so far, but I'm not sure about you guys, but uh, <laughs> I'm still watching replays, I'm watching the highlights, I'm watching anything I can, and I still cannot believe even, you know, three days later that this occurred. And if anyone is a true villain, there's no way you could have picked that we were going to do this. And it is going to go down as one of our greatest wins ever. I don't care what Liverpool's excuses are. I don't care that there was deflections. If it was the other way around and Liverpool had beaten us 7-2, everyone would have just said, yep, fair enough. Not a problem at all. Now, the other thing that I find really amusing about the uh, punditry, and obviously um, a lot of the experts and so forth would have been looking at the earlier result of 6-1 uh, United and so forth. And, and a few betting agencies, Paddy Power, for example, um, had put up, you know, no offence um, to the Liverpool, uh, sorry, to the Aston Villa-Liverpool game. You'll never um, see something like this again. And only hours, a couple of hours later, um, this happened. So uh, to the credit of those agencies and so forth, they did put up posts to say they got it wrong, and they certainly did. Um, but, you know, it was quite a few bitter people. On our coverage in Australia, we had people like Carragher and so forth um, bemoaning, you know, Liverpool's efforts and so forth. But it, give us some praise. Give us some praise. Because, look, Leeds took it up to... Um, Liverpool earlier in the season on the opening day and it was a 4-3 absolutely spectacular game to watch as a neutral and the blueprint may have been shown Liverpool in the recent years have played a very high line and that high line has meant they've been able to you know pressure the midfield of the opposition and push forward have a lot of overlap and, and that creates a lot of opportunities Leeds um, almost stole that game or well, not stole it they took it to Liverpool and could have won that game and they really 
beautiful passes through to, to pierce that uh, high line that Liverpool played. We'd obviously seen that, taken that on board, and we were lucky enough and good enough and skilled enough that we certainly took advantage of that. Isn't it an anomaly? Of course. Any team, even if Liverpool beat us 7-2, that's still an anomaly because it doesn't happen that often. I just can't believe it. We are in 7th heaven, 7-2 up against Liverpool. A day, a morning, a night, none of us around the world will ever forget. So credit to um, the staff and and the um, management and so forth and the owners um, for the summer um, you know, transfer uh, kind of period. Many, many people, um, you wouldn't have believed that we were going to be one of the the big winners in the transfer period, but it looks like we probably, if not the winner, we have to be very close. Uh, Watkins coming to us um, has scored at every single level he's played at so far. So far. Um, there's no doubt in the world he's going to score a lot of goals in the Prem, um, so let's just hope he stays injury-free. Martinez, Looking really solid as a keeper. I know we're only three games in, but he's looking really, really solid there. Um, obviously, uh, Matty Cash as well gives us a little bit of solidity there. And the cream uh, on the cake, on the pie, wherever you put your cream, won't get rude about it. Uh, Barkley, you know, lifelong Everton fan and, and, and player, and he, and he goes on and... Um, you know, obviously to Chelsea, doesn't get the opportunities he needs, comes to Villa on, on a uh, year-long loan, and um, I thought he was sensational. What these signings give, especially uh, Barkley, it actually free and Watkins, they have to be marked, and that frees up Grealish. Now, that wasn't happening last year. Grealish had to do everything. Did you notice in the first three games, not going down unless he's absolutely hammered, the guy is staying on his feet. He knows that there's opportunities in, in front when he does that. He's got Watkins. He's got Barkley in support. Obviously, we are looking really solid. I was, I was really happy to see him again uh, starting to you know, uh, get find that fitness. And, and Trezeguet played really well, and he copped a lot of grief last year. The more quality you bring into a team, obviously that's going to give opportunities to others to shine. So that's fantastic as well. So congratulations to Smith. Congratulations to the management and ownership on um, doing that so far and the signings. And let's just hope that the depth in the squad and so forth continues. Um, you know, to go and get a performance and a result like that against an exceptional team um, takes something special. And it was a special performance from the players tonight. Oh, extremely proud. Um, you know, they executed a game plan to perfection. Um, but it weren't just the game plan. It was also just the work rate and the, the work ethic. If you if you get outworked by Liverpool, you get beat. Um, they're an exceptional pressing team. Um, you know, and you take two touches, you're going to get, get mugged uh, of the ball. And, you know, we, we played exceptionally well tonight. So very, very proud of every single one of them. Now, previously, we uh, spoke about the uh, signings that the club's made, um, but one of the ones that I neglected to talk about, and I think it's one that has gone a little bit understated, is actually the retention of Jack Grealish. I consider that a signing. Imagine getting a player of his um, quality and his standard and his passion for our club right now in this period of time. It's um, It's been amazing. He could have gone off to United. He could have gone off to, you know, Let's do the inverted commas, um, bigger clubs. But certainly, 
he is um, in, in a happy place, um, having a marvellous start to the season. And look, he is in the history books. The first player in the EPL to um, have three assists and two goals in the one game. So has he already paid us back? Well, he's paid us back time and time again, getting us basically back into the Prem and almost single-handedly or single-footedly or single-headedly keeping us in the Premier League. So Jack, I'm not sure what more to say, Captain Jack, and the smile on your face and the and the A symbol and so forth as well. We appreciate everything you do, Super Jack. Grealish. Oh, another deflection and another goal. Six. And Grealish is in again. And this could be seven. <laughs> History made. Jack Grealish scores goals six and seven. now we've digested the uh, 7-2 win and we probably almost went over it too briefly it's just uh it's still just doing my my head in to be honest and I can't I can't possibly find the words but let's look at the table um remembering that some teams um have only played three games including our beautiful Villa uh, a lot of other teams have played four so we see Everton uh on top of the table with uh four wins um, obviously maximum points there Four wins from four We're on three wins from three A goal difference of nine um, Just think about how long it took us To get to nine points last year There is no way that this Villa team uh, Is going to be anywhere near relegation We're not going to say top six We're not going to say anything outlandish I think we all know that it's a long season We still have not a massive squad uh, But I think it's a squad good enough to be around about the top half. Uh, you've got to remember there's a lot of competition around there. Leicester's in uh, third, Arsenal fourth, Liverpool in fifth, Tottenham sixth, Chelsea seventh, Leeds eighth. Uh, down the bottom, uh, Fulham really struggling, minus eight. Uh, haven't had a win in four, nor has Sheffield United. So we've played both of those teams, so very vital that against those weaker teams early on, you get the maximum points. Then Burnley and West Brom, and in 16th, after three games, is United after taking a massive hit to their goal difference um, with their 6-1 loss to Tottenham. So table looking really good. Obviously, with the momentum we've got at the moment, not ideal to have the international break and uh, we don't come back uh, for a couple of weeks. And we've got, then got two uh, really, really interesting matches in a row. We'll be playing Leicester um, at, at their home ground. Uh, on well for Australia on the Sunday morning of the 18th of October, so a couple of weeks, and then we take on Leeds. Now that is going to be an absolute bottler as well. We're going to see two really open games. You know, I think four points out of those two games would be absolutely sensational. Um, two points I'd even almost take um, at this time of year because they're our two. Um, I, I was looking at the next three weeks and, you know, before we played Liverpool and I'm thinking, oh, if we can grab three, maybe four points after those. But, you know, we are in uh, rarefied air. I'm not going to get carried away. Um, maybe the break gives us the ability for our feet to be on the ground and so forth. But the two huge games, we'll preview those uh, and review those closer to the time as well. But, look, good times. 
I think we're not going to be panicking this year at all. I think we're going to have some good wins. We're going to have some losses. That's that's football. But we're not going to go into this season panicking. And if we can consolidate and be further up the uh, ladder position with financial fair play and so forth and attracting those sponsors and having the good owners, we're going to be able to continue to build on this squad. And, you know, really keeping Jack is, is the cornerstone of that. So we look forward to those uh, next few weeks. Um, we are up the villa. Aussie podcast. My name is Paul. You can get me at Paul underscore football on Twitter. Um, any Villa fans that want to follow, I'll follow back. Uh, anything that you want us to talk about. Obviously, we um, are not at the games, but we will watch every single game that, that you know comes on uh, the TV or, or, or on streaming for us. Um, I'll get some of you guys from around Australia and overseas to come on the podcast and interview you about your love of the club, how it occurred, you know, was it from living in Birmingham? Was it from loving the colours? Was it from a friend who introduced you? Was it from a coach who introduced you like happened to me? It's really important that we we recognise that we are a family club. And if you wear the claret and blue with that line on the front of your shirt, uh, you're a family member of mine. We'll speak next week and up the villa. Uh, welcome to Forever Yellow and Black. I'm your host, Paul. You can get me at Paul underscore football. We'll be talking about the Saints, uh, how we got over the top of them at Metricon, and very nervy as we lead into the preliminary final against Port Power, our fourth in four years. Who would have believed that years ago? Can we get into our third grand final in four years? Time will tell. But... This is Forever Yellow and Black. Go Tigers.